0: Bridge Toll, California. Customer Service Number.
1: Highway Miles to the Gallon. Ford Focus. Thailand Cave
0: Rescue Operation.
1: What is Schema F? Best Wine Bars in San Carlos, California.
0: Best Western Hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big happen?
1: engagement?
0: How long before gift? a wedding should I send out how many save the date of the first series? Use IMAP NBA to playoffs. check find email best on best other email clients. Identify fonts
1: where from where
0: to find how we ride Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Today we're going to talk about the importance of localization in your business strategy. Joining us is Matija Kovac, who is the co-founder and head of development at TIA Translations, which is a modern translation platform where they help companies translate their documents, websites, and other content with an AI-assisted, human-perfected translation platform. Yesterday, Matija and I talked about why localization is critical for international business, and today we're going to continue the conversation and talk about building translation memory. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Matija Kovac, the co-founder and head of development at Taya Translations. Matija, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Hi, Ben. Thanks for having me. Excited to have you back on the show and continue our conversation. Yesterday, we talked about localization and how changes in technology have made it easier, faster, and more affordable to translate your content for different markets one of the things that you mentioned is that there's this notion of not only being able to feed your data as you are writing it once it's been published into a translation service, but also that the technology that we're building can use artificial intelligence, natural language processing to basically do the first round of translations before a human actually has to view them. One thing you said was you could start to build translation memory. So talk to me a little bit about what translation memory is and, and how does it work with you know, making sure that you can internationalize your business?
1: Right. So a translation memory is actually a very rudimentary technology that's been around since the 90s or maybe even earlier. But it's, been, it's seen a lot of improvement in recent years, specifically with graph-based databases and similar technologies that have allowed for much more extensive search through bigger piles of data. And what it is, basically, is just a database of existing translations that you've already built through your previous project. So what you do is, for example, imagine you have a Word document, you're going to split it into multiple smaller segments like your header, your subheader, the paragraph one, paragraph two, and so on. And for each of these segments, you're going to store the original text in one side, and then the translated text on the other side. And this is basically our translation memory.
0: So what is the purpose of translation memory? I think of this as the machine learning algorithms are starting to understand what you're writing and basically understand your business a little better to make your translations more accurate. Am I thinking about this correctly?
1: I think you're already a step ahead. So the translation memory in itself, is a little bit simpler. That means that For example, you're translating a a piece of content that has some content that you've already translated in the past. So let's say it's a, a product description that's very similar to another product that you've already translated yesterday. And if a part of this description is similar or exactly the same, the system is going to fetch your existing translation from the database and feed it back and help you to translate things more consistently across all of your documents or even to avoid having to translate an exact same segment all over again. So what it does, in effect, is that it's going to allow our translators to work much faster. And it's also going to allow to reduce the number of words you're paying for when you're ordering a professional translation service. Because a translator doesn't have to go through the whole ordeal of having a segment that's already been translated in the past Retranslated over and over again.
0: It's like this problem that every startup founder has where they decide they're going to call their company one thing on day one when they need to write a description for their website or social media platforms. And then when they go to fill out another application or hire somebody, write a job description, they don't remember what they called themselves. So they start rebranding the company Because there's no consistency across the copy that they've written. So you're using translation memory to basically make things consistent, describe yourself in a similar way. I sort of articulated a more advanced use case, which is natural language processing is good enough where it understands the words you use and and how they're being translated. Talk to me about... Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. How you build rapport with the machines that are doing the translations, how they get to know you better to make sure that the translations sound like they are the words you would use, your voice, your tone, and et
1: cetera. So that's exactly where translation memory comes in. But it's the first step in being able to build a machine translation solution that's going to be able to learn from your existing content. It's not something you can always afford. You would probably need about half a million segment pairs to be able to train an engine with any effect at all. You said segment
0: pairs. What's a segment pair?
1: All right, sorry. So <laughs> I might get too technical from uh, from time to time.
0: It's an SEO podcast. There's no such thing as too technical.
1: So it, there's multiple ways you can name this even in the industry. There's not a, usually a, a very straightforward lingo on, on this. But it's as I mentioned earlier, you have segments or headers or paragraphs or just sentences or sometimes just a single word. This can be a segment, right, in the translation industry. And it really depends on the source text where it comes from and how the system is set up when it's segmenting the source text. But a segment pair would be when you have a translation pair for your existing segments. So let's say you're saying Benjamin's a good guy in English and then you're translating this into, let's say, French and Italian and other languages and you're going to have this same sentence translated in other languages as well. So you're going to need a lot of this sort of content that's very specific to your brand and your company in order to be able to build a machine translation solution that's going to provide any substantially different results from what's already available out there on the market. But that said, you might be building content much faster than you imagine. And companies who are not building their translation memory are losing a lot of time and a lot of money already on their existing translations, but also on the chance of having an opportunity to eventually train a machine translation model just on their data or to retrain it along with their data.
0: So talk to me about the size and scope of the project when you start thinking about doing these sort of what I call translation memory, but is really a segment pairing or, or whatever you want to call it, multiple different ways. When you're thinking about working with a translation company and building rapport with your natural language processing, machine learning, algorithm, technology stack. It does sound complicated, but this is a complicated topic. When you're figuring out how much you need to translate to start to get the value out of the technology you're you're losing, what's the sort of baseline of like, we need a million words, we need a thousand words? How do you think about figuring out how to give enough data to make sure that the machines you're using are translating and understanding your brand effectively.
1: So as I mentioned earlier, you would need probably around half a million or more segments that are pre-translated. And that's just for one language combination, right? So if you have multiple different language pairs, you're going to need again as much and more. But it also depends on the length of your segments. So if you're just translating microcopy from your UI, let's say just CTAs and you know other short strings, it might not even affect it that much because those are usually very common across the board. You probably don't have unique CTAs on your buttons, and it doesn't make such so much sense to train an engine just for that. But if you have a lot of content that's unique to your, let's say, blog and you make a lot of money with your blog, then yeah, in that case, it might even make sense to train a machine translation and do that. But in order to do that, you would first need to start building a translation memory. And not every localization provider out there is going to be doing that for you just by default. So you're either going to have to agree on that in advance, sometimes pay extra to have your translation memory a lot of times you're going to have to deal with them to be even able to take your translation memory and take it away with you wherever you want to go, even though it's basically your data and essentially you're the owner of it. So make sure that when you're choosing your localization service provider or a platform or whatever you want to call it, that you find someone who's going to um, promise you to you know, keep your data safe, to also keep your data, not just throw it away after every project and to make sure that this data is kept correctly cleaned out and reviewed and and stored in a way that it can be reused eventually for other projects.
0: My takeaway here is that it makes sense to think broadly when you're doing your translation. It is not just find a vendor who speaks the language in the local market. You need to think about the data flow from where you're creating your content, how you're getting it to a translation company so they can start to aggregate all of the data that you're feeding them because it's not just converting words from one language to another. You're also potentially building data that could be useful for future translations, which end up in future markets, which generate revenue. And that wraps up this episode of The Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Mattia Kovac, the co-founder and head of development at Taya Translations. Join us again tomorrow when Mattia and I continue the conversation and chat about the future of AI and machine learning translations. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Mattia, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes or you could visit his company's website which is taya.io, t-a-i-a.io. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about.